the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Now, we were putting together the people we wanted to interview for the movie Uncle Tom. I was talking with my director, Justin Malone, and I said, we've got to include Robert Woodson. He didn't know who Robert Woodson was. I said, you're kidding? He has run what's called the National Center for Neighborhood Enterprise for probably 30, 40 years. Uh, Spent his early years in South Philly. Joined the Air Force. Earned his GED while in the service. Went on to study math at Cheney University. Took a job at a juvenile jail. Began to identify with kids in jail. Decided to dedicate himself to serving them. Went into social work. Went to Penn. Got his uh, master's in social work. And then worked for the National Urban League for a while. Became a research fellow with American Enterprise Institute, one of our favorite think tanks, where he learned the techniques of self-empowerment, but he felt that AEI emphasized theory more than direct action. He wanted to do something hands-on. So in 81, he created the National Center for Neighborhood Enterprise. Uh, And please welcome to the program former civil rights activist. He also headed the National Urban League of Development of Criminal Justice and has been a resident fellow at AEI for some time, referred to by many as the godfather of neighborhood empowerment. Please welcome the program, Robert L. Woodson, Sr., founder president of the Woodson Center. Bob, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Larry. Just delighted to be here. Bob, do we give you an introduction or what at the Larry Elder Show? What can I tell you, man? <laughs> Bob, uh, before we get into this, I, I want to thank you so much for participating in Uncle Tom. Uh, and I hope that you derived as much pleasure uh, as so many people who have seen the film uh, have gotten from watching it. I really did. It's really substantive. Uh, it really takes you into, in, into great detail and depth to understand. And I can understand why even some liberals are shocked by the weight of its content and the passion in which it is expressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what uh, a lot of conservatives don't seem to understand. They've got the right message, but not the right messengers. Well, and you talked and you about... the right messengers. Uh, and, and you talked about that uh, needing a right messenger in the film. You said that we need allies, we need to get involved uh, in the culture, and that's one of the reasons, Bob, why we did this film. Now, in the film, you are on the phone talking to people about your project 1776 to address the 1619 New York Times project. First, tell us what 1619 is, that project, and and why is it that it bothers you? Because 1619 is an attempt on the part of of the left, Nicole Hannah-Jones and others, to define America in terms of its slave past. And as a consequence, it... uh, they are saying that because the founders, uh, well, many of them were slaveholders, and therefore the document of 1776, the Declaration of Independence, is therefore flawed 
and they conclude that America is is forever in, in, in racism is in its DNA. It defines what it is. It's almost a criminal organization that all whites are are privileged and therefore victimizes, and all blacks are victims uh, in need of compensation. But they offer and, and it's revisionist history. And uh, but it's really, I think, an, an attempt on the part of the of the left to kind of undermine and, and promote a kind of Marxism that that is is really frightening, mm-hmm. um, and and they're really dumbing down the culture. So tell us. And, and so what? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bob. So what we're doing at the Woodson Center, since they are they the left is using exploiting America's birth defect of slavery to use that condition as a bludgeon to undermine the, uh, the, the, the principles upon which this nation was built. So we believe, since they are using race as a messenger, that we would mobilize primarily black scholars and activists uh, not, as, as a counterforce to that, but not to offer an alternative argument, but to put forth an inspirational and aspirational uh, narrative that, that refutes and challenges what they do um, by highlighting how when whites were at their worst, blacks were at their best. When uh, the, that the biggest gains, like like one of our scholars did a study, Larry, of six major plantations at the end of slavery, found that 75% of all slave families had a man and a woman raising children. Mm-hmm. And for a century... That continued, that even in 1930s and 1940s, when racism was the rule of law and, and uh, unemployment during the Depression was 40 and 50 percent of the black community, we have the highest marriage rate of any group in the country, and that our elderly people could walk unafraid of their grandchildren. And, and so we, when we were denied access to hotels, we built our own insurance companies, our own railroads, our own vaudeville theaters with the orchestra pits. All this we did uh, in, in, in response to oppression. It wasn't, as 1619 uh, 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 says, a broadcast that somehow we were, our history is from the plantation, from the slave ships, the plantations, the ghettos to welfare. Mm-hmm. I'm, talking we're to, saying, I'm talking to Robert L. Woodson Sr. He's founder and president of the Woodson Center. The website is woodsoncenter.org. Uh, Bob, what happened to the family? Uh, is it the welfare state? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Larry, the, the family was strong. What, what was really enabled us to survive was a nuclear family in our Christian values. And that's why uh, up until 1965, 85% of all black families had a man and a woman raising children. And they talk about mass incarceration. If you look at the turn of the century up until the 1960s, black incarceration rates were about 27 to 30%. And yet, in the, uh, and then when the poverty programs came and we disconnected work from income, and, 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 and we, we moved the stigma. When I grew up, man, you never wanted to be on relief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, 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 parent, my, parents, my parents called it on the county. And it was, and, right and, on the county. And, and it, was not, it was not a flattering thing to say. No, and so they had to remove the stigma of it. 
and so and then and then they be, and then the poverty programs and and the federal government began to offer uh, open up offices and actually recruit people into welfare so that you have maybe an influx of about three to four million blacks into the welfare system in major cities with in it, with a period of three years. Were the same welfare workers dispatched to white neighborhoods as well? And if so, why didn't as many white people start having that same percentage of kids outside of wedlock as blacks did? Because the, the social scientists Cloward and Pivot, uh, after the Rush riot, targeted black people mm-hmm. um, because they were uh, accessible and also they were able to define welfare uh, away f- uh, uh, from social insurance to reparations, so they they convinced black folks. Plus, they 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 demonized the the, the the nuclear family. They said that the nuclear family is Eurocentric and therefore racist. And they were supported by the women's movement. They was also supported by the black power movement. Um, uh, and so they so the, the the black community was targeted because of the watch riots and also because of the history of slavery and discrimination mm-hmm. they they and their goal cloud and piven said it they want to promote income redistribution and the way you promote income redistribution is bankrupt the existing system so and they did that you remember in 73 when new york went bankrupt mm-hmm. john Lindsay was the mayor so they have been their agenda has been in place for 50 years, and so they separated work from income. The, the, the black power movement supported the women's movement. Um, out of wedlock births began to soar as welfare benefits uh, uh, occurred at a time when the unemployment rate in New York was 4%. So it wasn't in response to any unemployment. It's just that we changed the culture of entitlement. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, that there was a cultural meltdown, too, with the hippies and talking about tune out, get high, turn off. So you've had these terrible combination of, of, of forces, but it was driven primarily. It, it wouldn't have been as effective until the government actually opened offices and recruited people. When the welfare department used to require pregnant women to declare, to declare the paternity of the father, ACLU stepped in and filed a lawsuit saying it was a violation of the privacy rights of these moms. Social, they stopped delivering social services to pregnant women because they said it's not a sickness. It's not. It, and, and so you had this combination, and, and the liberals who Cloud and Pittman predicted that school dropout rates will occur, drug addiction will occur. Uh, all of the things that they predicted in their paper came true. My guest is Bob Woodson, Sr., founder and president of the Woodson Center. The website is woodsoncenter.org. Bob, do you have any kind of relationship at all with Jesse Jackson and or Al Sharpton? And if so, all the things you've just now told us, what is their response to that? They're silent. They, they, they don't say anything in response to it. Um, and, and they sort of leave me alone because they know 80% of my closest friends are ex-something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had a conversation slash debate with either, with either of them? Oh, yeah. I was on Meet the Press um, in the 90s with Jesse Jackson. 
uh, with Johnny Cochran. I was on there with Johnny Cochran and Jesse Jackson. Uh, I've been on PBS, uh, Jim Lehrer News Hour early on, and mm-hmm. Jesse and I went at it for 23 minutes. Mm-hmm. And all I did was replay his statements. I said that uh, you said that the that that the um, that the, the, the that the victimizer might have knocked you down, but the victim has to get up. I said, <laughs> do you still believe that, or were you not telling the truth when you said it? <laughs> Well, Bob he also said, in, I got him in 78, when he says that the biggest crisis facing youth today is, is the moral, uh, is moral decadence mm-hmm. of the young people that, that they, I, I, I'm, I'm not quoting, I'm paraphrasing him, is that they have a moral and spiritual crisis, and until that is addressed, no amount of programs or anything would help. That's what he said in 78. Bob, we're going to have to leave. We're going to, to him at the American Enterprise Institute. Bob, we're going to have to leave it there. Bob Woodson, founder, president, Woodson Center. Again, web, website is woodsoncenter.org. Bob, as always, thank you very much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, and thanks for producing that film, Larry. You got it. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.